All right, hello everybody, and welcome to the first ever episode of the Near Mint Hockey Card Podcast. I am Elon Dubrovsky, and joining me, I was about to say I'm your host, but I don't, I don't think we've discussed yet who's the host and who's the co-host, <laughs> what's going on here, but I'm Elon, and with me, Ryan Krieg, who I've never met in person, and I'm going to kind of meet as we do this show, so I'm excited to get to know you, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thanks for the, the intro there. Yeah, we live kind of close together, and uh, I look forward to getting to know you, I look forward to getting to know your hockey cards. Uh, which I know you have a box of, so I'm excited to see some of those. Oh, man. Okay, I should have brought them out with me. But I guess that's the thing also. We have so much we want to talk about on this podcast. Oh, my I feel God. Like this is the first episode. We don't want to give away too much right at the start and have nothing left to talk about. But I have a feeling this is going to be a long journey because there's so much to get into. And, like, it was just... Like a week or two ago, I feel like that you messaged on the Keeping Carlson Discord channel saying, anyone here into hockey cards? I was like, I used to be into hockey cards. Next thing I knew, <laughs> I've been obsessed with it for the past two weeks. So I'm really excited to dig into this. It's and I feel like we're fault. still right at the start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my fault. Yeah, um, I'm going to blame you for going bankrupt in a couple months. Well, no, we're going we're gonna to talk about how you will not go bankrupt. Right, exactly. Uh, get rich. Get rich quick. <laughs> well, or, or invest properly yeah okay, let's course. let's say i guess we should um, introduce ourselves to start i'm yeah. like talking as if like any every anyone knows who i am or you are so uh i'm elon i have another podcast that i do weekly called keeping carlson about fantasy hockey so i'm sort of already into following hockey players and their sort of value even though it's a different type of value their value to my fantasy team which is usually measured by different categories of goals and assists and then in some leagues you're looking at their hits and their blocks and things like that now I'm going to try to wrap my head around a new kind of value, which is, I don't know, hype factor, <laughs> like just how popular is this player and how much do people want to own their cards? And I think that'll be one topic we're definitely going to discuss today is what leads to a card being valuable? Is it just about points or is it about a bunch of other things? Uh, but anyways, that's me. Uh, I'm clearly a bit of a rambler when I get excited. Uh, and Ryan, I learned the coolest thing from you yesterday because I've been talking to you and you've been saying how you're like, or I've just been assuming you're like an expert about hockey cards, but you only started yourself collecting like a couple of months ago. Yeah, it's been, uh, I mean, I started learning about it a couple months ago uh, and I've been just like reading everything and consuming everything there is out there. Um, and I've been on Twitch playing NHL 20, uh, some other games and just kind of like making a bit of a a content creation world for myself on social media, Twitch, like all those things. Um, and just trying to find my niche in that world. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I came across, uh, some hockey card content and actually it was a guy named Gary V. If anyone's out there that kind of got me interested in actually like purchasing my first hockey card, um, and like getting back into it. I, I say back into it, but when I was a kid, I was more of like a, not even a collector or investor. I just had hockey cards. <laughs> yeah, because you did it the smart way. Well, I was, <laughs> when yeah. I was a kid, I was sort of like neither. Like, you know, I was like obsessed with like getting cards and mm. knowing the values of them. I had a subscription to Beckett Magazine. Right. And I would always be very excited if I saw that one of my cards went from $2 to $3 or something. But I never actually sold any cards or I never had this idea that I want to actually I didn't have a lot my plan was just basically I'm going to grow old and then my cards are going to be worth so much money and I guess I'll just never have to work because I'll have my Yarmer <laughs> Yager rookie card and my Sergei Fedorov and like I'd be set only to find out now that all those cards that I obsessed over aren't even worth that much now it's like if only I would have gotten a Crosby Young Guns that's when mm. I could have maybe retired if I got a few of those 
Yeah, so you have to keep your day job because the cards aren't panning out. No, I have one valuable card, which I've put up for auction because of you. Uh, we'll see if it's a mistake or not. I have this Wayne Gretzky rookie card, which uh, I... Yeah. Act- I'm very excited about this. I, I put it on eBay to fund this new obsession. So I'm up to over $1,000 on the current bid. It's a Gretzky Rookie Opeachy KSA 4. And we're going to talk all about the rating stuff. Oh, there's so much to talk about. There's, a, there's yeah. I mean, we talked for two hours last night when we were supposed to be just planning today yeah. about <laughs> hockey cards. Um, and yeah, I've been following your auction to see like as it goes up. And I, I'm sure like the last hour is going to be really exciting when when people get all excited about it. Because you get those notifications on eBay, right, where it's like one hour to go. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like, oh, i got to get my Gretzky. Well, yeah, I'm very happy that there's been two, like, different people bidding. So it's not like as if it's one person, then obviously that person's just happy to leave it the price as it is. So hopefully now the two of them can get into a bit of a bidding war, maybe a third person. There's a lot of watchers. I guess that's going to be another part of this podcast, is learning about how eBay works and sort of the how these auctions go, because that seems to be a big way to buy these cards. So maybe we should just set out, like, a mission statement... Not even for today, but, like, the show in general. Like, what is this podcast? Like, why are we doing it? Wh- what are we hoping to accomplish here? Uh, do you, do you want to go first and sort of get give a general gist of what you're thinking? Yeah, I mean, like, for me, it's it's a few things. One of them is just, like, talking about hockey and, like, being involved in creating great hockey content for, for the people. Um, but also just like I've really enjoyed learning about hockey cards and like diving super deep into it. And I noticed that there's a lot of people making content about sports cards, um, but they're almost entirely focused on basketball, football, baseball. baseball. Yeah. Yeah. I can't even name them because I don't care about them all <laughs> hockey all day. <laughs> um, and so I was like, well, maybe we should be the guys to talk about hockey cards Right. And um, I think we can cover a lot of this stuff that's applicable to any sport. Like you're saying, like eBay, buy, sell cards, but we can be those like experts on hockey cards. Right. And that's what that's what's interesting to me. For sure. Like, I think definitely it'll be fun, especially since we're already thinking about hockey. I'm like obsessed with fantasy (laughs) hockey. So it'll be fun. It was like already so fascinating, just like as soon as I started getting into it. Right. And then starting to look at like what cards are valued at what amount and some like weren't surprising you know like Connor mcdavid's young guns are worth quite a bit and uh, zach cassian not as much but like in in between those two there's some interesting ones like i was just talking to you earlier today about how like nikolai ehlers who i think of as a pretty big star in the league you could get his rookie card by the way for the real noobs and i was this two weeks ago rookie card and young guns is apparently the same thing now back when i was a kid we didn't have young guns and there were a whole bunch of different rookie cards and it's very actually very handy now that there's kind of like one main rookie card that you want of each player, which is the upper deck young guns. So you don't have to start figuring out. I was actually very frustrated when I was talking to you yesterday, Ryan, and I was telling you how I have a Yager rookie card. And I assumed I had the best one because I have the upper deck one. But apparently for some reason, it's the OPG premier Yarmer Yager rookie card, which is the valuable one. Just like, well, what? OPG? Ah. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we could get into the old cards are so much more complicated to me as well. Um, And, you know, like, I think the big thing is that the rights, the NHL rights have switched hands from different companies. And so, you know, back in the day, it was kind of a little more all over the place. And um, I also think with that Yager card in specific, the one you have, he's not playing hockey, right? Oh, yeah. He's like getting drafted, I believe. It's like the GM is there giving him his jersey. 
So being on the ice is like a big deal. Uh, that's lesson learned. All right, so that's lesson number one. Yeah, so I think I, I went on a tangent there. What I meant to say is like Nikolai Ehlers' rookie card is only like five, six bucks. You could get it on eBay. And I feel like he's one break away from being a point-per-game guy. Like right now he's been a solid 60, 65-point guy, but that's because he never gets on the top power play on Winnipeg. But at some point, maybe Blake Wheeler gets too old or at some point someone gets injured and all of a sudden Ehlers becomes a real star. So that got me kind of excited. And that's kind of like what kind of got me into this whole thing at first is seeing like, wow, it's, it is kind of like fantasy. I could buy low on someone and hope that he does better one day. And this time, like not like I was as a kid, I'm actually going to try to learn from you and try to, you know, sell these things when I think their value is the right price to, and, you know, like maybe keep a spreadsheet. And it's like almost like a fun game. It's like there's sort of two things. We could both try to actually make money, make a profit. But also I just think it might just be a fun hobby to sort of, because I play fantasy mainly not for money. It's just for pride of like wanting to win this right. game against my friends. And now I could play a game against myself or I could like every year see if I've like, It's against the profit. world. Yeah, against <laughs> the world. I guess that's true. If, if I make money, someone's losing money. I think that's how it works. Um, maybe not. Well, not te- not technically. Right. Yeah, I didn't think before I said that. I guess if the Mc, if I get a McDavid card cheap, well, no, because if I buy a McDavid card from you and then I sell it later on for like five times the price, you kind of lost because you made a mistake for selling it to me. Right. Well, I didn't get as much profits, but I could have still made a profit. I think that's true. It comes down to the person that opens like a hundred boxes is probably the guy that's that ends up losing on those boxes, <laughs> though. You have these sellers on eBay who seems to be that's what they're doing because they have like every single card. And I'd imagine they're making money somehow. Actually, that was another thing. Back to the mission statement of this podcast, <laughs> which is a, clearly a lot of things. I would like to get some interviews at some point once yes. we actually get to know each other. Yeah, I'd love to talk to one of these eBay sellers and figure out like, how are they running this business? Are they making a profit? Like, how, what's their day to day? I'll tell you a secret that I didn't tell you before. One of my main... Uh, mission statements for doing this podcast is actually the same reason why I started the Keeping Carlson Fantasy Hockey podcast way back when, which was that I wanted Brian to give me fantasy advice like for free without having to feel like a jerk. Like, you know, I'm like messaging him all the time, asking him, oh, should I add this guy and drop this guy? Instead, I just had to do, you know, just like, oh, it's podcast time. And then I ask him the questions. It's like, it's not, for, it's not me asking, it's it's for the, the listeners. And so here, like definitely yeah. now's my chance for, to ask you, you know, how much should I bid on a Pedersen young gun? Is it time for me to sell my Haskinen now that he's in the cup finals and doing well? So I feel like this yeah. is going to be handy just for me to get free advice from someone who, at least to me, seems like quite the expert at this point. Well, I'm not I'm not the expert yet, but I've been learning a lot. And and you're right. Like part of this for me is learning more and diving deeper into it. And hopefully other people can learn from what we're doing. Um, part of the beauty of Twitch is that like Ricky's in the chat talking about uh, exactly what you are, which is Heiskanen, Gurianov and those guys in the playoffs that there's their values have skyrocketed. Right. And so, yeah, it's about that community, about learning together and mm-hmm. I mean, talking about hockey. <laughs> yeah, and if you're not watching live, by the way, if you're like listening to the podcast, we'll we'll set up all the social medias. I, I've set it up. Like, I, we don't. You actually, if you're listening to this, you could become the first follower. <laughs> it's <of> true. <laughs> at, at Near Mint Hockey on Twitter. Uh, which I haven't even set like a image yet, like a profile picture, but it's there now. And uh, yeah, you could eventually become the first subscriber of the podcast once we download the audio of this, and then I upload it to a podcast feed. So uh, yeah, yeah get in on the on the ground floor, and like all these topics, 
yeah, also, we'll love to hear from you in between episodes, just like what you want us to talk about. And we'll just kind of work through it all. And I think it'll be interesting that we're going to start sort of in the off season. There'll be free agency, obviously, and stuff like that going on, which might affect player values. But I think it'll be nice for us to sort of set a good baseline, learn a lot about just how this whole hockey card industry works off season. And then we'll be ready to go. Like by the time the next NHL season starts, we'll be like, we'll have all of our knowledge ready. And then we'll just be ready to talk every week about this guy just got a hat trick. Time to time to sell. Like this guy is on a cold streak and his cards are going for cheap. Time to buy. And then, you know, maybe you'll talk me out of things and we'll, we'll debate. It's and possible. I, I'm excited how <laughs> this goes. Yeah, I'm I'm especially excited for that, for like the, the young guns, which is the rookie cards um, that haven't quite made it yet. So if you think about like the Zadinas of the league, which like, you know, the hot prospects, um, Evan Bouchard on the Oilers, like when these guys hit the league for real, that's when you can see like a jump, I think. Um, And then the question is, is it sort of like a rookie jump that's not going to sustain? And like, now's the time to sell. Like, you know, if Evan Bouchard, you know, has a few good games, people get super excited about him. All of a sudden, his card might be worth more than it'll ever be in the future. Maybe because maybe at the end of the day, he won't be more than a 45 point defenseman. Yeah, well, I I think you're onto something there. I've been looking at a Ryan Poling. You can get me on the pronunciation. Poling. Damn it. Um, (laughs) I'm going to get them. Uh, so yeah, I've been looking at one of those that I, that I have and, you know, was he a flash in the pan? Because right now his cards are, I don't know, 15 to 20 bucks. Um, and is, is he going to go up or is that like the best you're ever going to get? Because he's only got a few games and granted he was amazing, but like, who is this kid? Right. And yeah, and that I is going to impact yeah. it. I don't get the impression that he, to sp- talk specifically about Ryan Paling, like, I don't get the impression that he is the guy that they've got locked into the top six in their future plans. Like, I think he's like a good potential depth player on Montreal, but obviously things could change and he could, he could surprise. But, you know, right. if I was excited about a player on Montreal right now, it would definitely be Nick Suzuki, number one, mm-hmm. and then Kotkaniemi, number two. And then Carey Price, Weber, and that's about it. Well, that's actually <laughs> another question I want to ask you about which i don't know again maybe this will be sort of like we'll just ask a bunch of questions and not really answer any of them but just like whet the appetite of people about what (laughs) we're gonna get to but like something that's fascinating to me is like should i buy like i think it's pretty straightforward like should i buy a ryan paling young guns right now it's like if you think he's gonna be something then buy it and then hopefully he'll be something and then it'll go up but i think the trickier question is like should i buy carrie price like i think carrie's carrie price's best years are probably behind him but he still is a good goalie and even if he even if he was on the downswing, you know, and like his career is almost over. Is it possible his card could still go up or is it like a dumb decision to buy his card now? Like, I, for example, I just was on eBay and I was browsing through, uh, you know, I'm doing this thing, you know, where once I buy one card from a seller, then I'm like, I'm browsing through all their cards that they have for sale because now I could get cheaper shipping since I'll just combine it with something I already bought. So I was looking at like, I saw a guy like uh, David Perron and his Young Guns card yep. was on sale for like two bucks. And, you know, meanwhile, like a Joel Farabee on Philadelphia is going for like three or four. Like, I'll be very surprised. Like, Farabee might be a good player, but I'll be surprised if he ends up having as successful a career as Perron has had. But at this point, is there a reason to expect David Perron's card to go up from this two, three dollars? I don't think he's going into the Hall of Fame. Like, I don't think he's going to win the Art Ross anytime soon. Like, I think at this point, he might have a few more 60, maybe even 70 point seasons left in him. But if what he did this year wasn't enough to bring him up higher than two dollars, and why buy this card? Yeah, like David Perron in particular, the best chance you have is is they go on to win another cup, and he's like the superstar in that run. Right. Uh, and that's like, yeah, he's not going to do anything else. He's not going to be a Hall of Famer. 
Um, I don't really, and he doesn't have that star power too, which I think in hockey cards more so than fantasy or even just like liking a player as a fan in hockey cards, you need that superstar power, right? Yeah. Um, and I think the reason that these young guns that haven't made the league yet have a little bit of a bump is like, nobody knows for sure if those guys are superstars or just players, right? You know, for sure that Perron is a good player and that's kind of it. Yeah. It's very interesting, right? Cause it, it makes me think because when like David Perron's just one example, but then it's almost, yeah. almost like a lot of these young guns that we're going to be buying and selling over the years, you know, best case will become David Perron and will one day <laughs> be worth a couple bucks. So it's like, I think a big part of our learning is going to be like, when do you sell these cards? Like once yeah. you realize that a guy's not going to be a real superstar, like a guy who's going to like, you know, be talked about for hall of fame or like something like that. At that point you have to sell now while the hype is high, knowing that 20 years from now, this player is going to be forgotten. And one player we were talking about yesterday, which I, pr- I should probably stop referencing a conversation that wasn't recorded from now on. We'll only <laughs> every conversation we'll have will be recorded. Yeah. But, that's a uh, good idea. Like Brock Besser, I was thinking about. Yeah. Like Besser is great and he's still young, but like, uh, I don't know. I just don't get the impression that Brock Besser is going to be like a real, like huge superstar in the league. I think he's going to be really good. Like maybe he'll help the Canucks go to the cup, but you know, when his career is all said and done and we're like 20 years out from this, I think we're still going to remember the Sedins. I think we're mm-hmm. still going to remember Elias Pettersson, maybe Quinn Hughes, you know, as like, you know, these like you know, real like stars, like some of the best Canucks ever. And I don't know, like Brock Besser will be in the conversation with like a, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like a, like a Russ Courtnell, maybe better than Russ Courtnell, but like, you know that's what I mean? Rough. Like, that's rough. I'm just saying like, all, I guess all I'm saying is like, I feel like there's going to be a good time. I'm not saying now's the time, but I think there might be a good time before he retires that you're going to want to sell your Brock Besser card. And it's going to be interesting to yeah. figure out when that time is. Yeah, I agree with you. There's definitely, it depends on the player too. I think if you think Besser is your guy, that's going to stick with Pedersen his whole career. Maybe you do want to hang out with him, and it's like he—it's like basically Sedin and Sedin, right? Mm-hmm. Um, of course, it's concerning that Besser was already bumped from him this year when yeah. they, when they traded for Tyler Toffoli. So, yeah, um, I kind of want to go back to the beginning though and Please. talk about um, kind of like where we're coming from. Uh, Ricky's asking a question of what our f- personal favorite teams are. Uh, and also, I want to get back into, like, the early days of our hockey cards, right? Like, when did you first start collecting hockey cards? Or, like, yeah, what's the story you. of your youth with, with hockey cards, <laughs> basically? Yeah, okay. I guess I could go first, and then you can go. Yeah, so, okay, how about all of that convo? Again, that was setting the table for future episodes. And now let's, like, focus on yeah. the goal of this episode, which is just to introduce ourselves and yes. try to get convince you to come back for another episode. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like... Like, I sort of was saying, like, when I was a kid, I was, like, at some point I got super obsessed with hockey cards. I think now that I'm reading a little bit, turns out, like, I wasn't the only one. Like, around the time that every Mm -hmm. kid was getting obsessed with hockey cards, that was me. Like, around 1991, 92, you know, so all those rookie cards from around then I have. uh, I was, like, one of these really attention-to-detail type of collectors in terms, like, I had a binder of you know, all the players that I had from every team. And like, if a player got traded, then I had to move that player over to their new current team. Uh. Like, so that my thing was organized. And then I had my Beckett guide. And every month, if players, like I had a pile of like cards that were like $1 to $5 and a pile of cards that were like five to 10, you know, and if their values went up, I had to be moving them around. Like if they got valuable enough, they 
<laughs> they got promoted from being in the soft plastic case to the hard plastic case. And then sometimes players would, you know, come out of the hard plastic case because their card value went down. And like, that was, that was my life for maybe like 10 years. And at one point, actually, to bring the whole story home to so this Gretzky card, uh, I had my first job where I was like a teacher assistant when I was in grade eight and I got paid like $5 an hour and, you know, over whatever it was, like a few months, I ended up, you know, maybe accumulating a hundred, $150, $200 in my bank account. And I went to a card store and they, and I thought it was like a steal, which turns out it was. Uh, I saw this Gretzky card. I believe it was like either the Gretzky card was $80 or I think I'm starting to have a faint memory that I might've bought a Gretzky rookie and a Messier rookie for $80 like combined. And so like, Either way, I know I spent $80, I took home this prize, and then my mom was like, what the hell are you doing? You just spent, like, it took you, like, you know, a couple months to earn this money just for you to, like, spend it all on a hockey card. And luckily, it's not one of these stories, you know, like, there's the old people who talk about, like, these horror stories that their parents, like, threw out their box of cards and it contained, like, a Gordie Howe rookie or something. So, this is not really setting me up here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, I hope that you're not going to have a story like that. But anyways, okay, I'll I'll finish quick. Basically, my mom kind of grounded me from collecting hockey cards because I wasn't allowed to buy hockey cards for, like, six months to, like, sort of reset because I was spending too much money on hockey cards. And so I remember I had all these loopholes where like I had friends who I would like try to convince them to buy a pack of cards so I could trade with them just so I could still get the rush of opening a pack. And also I, I tried to work it out where anytime I got a present, you know, like if someone like gave me like $20 for my birthday, like that should count. That doesn't count as me buying a hockey card. Cause if I just buy it, it's as if that person bought me the card for my birthday. You know, I'm just like, right. it's sort of like just removing the middleman. So I, I had all these negotiations, but I just remember it was like, uh, it was a very tough time after I bought this Gretzky card because I was in exile. But it worked out now because now I'm going to be able to fund the first few months of this podcast, hopefully, like all the cards that I want to buy. So how many years ago did you buy that Gretzky, do you think? Yeah, so I think I was in like grade eight. So I'm going to do the math. I'm going to say around like 95 or something. Like like I'm thinking like 25 years ago. 25 years. And it's over 10 times as valuable today. Right. Right. So, are you I mean, saying that are you saying I shouldn't sell it cuz in like another 25 years it might be another 10 times as valuable? I mean, who knows? I no, I like who knows, but I just think it's it's interesting to think about like from an investment perspective, uh 10x is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, the interesting thing is I feel like it wasn't this valuable. Like when I sort of quit Oh, yeah. So I guess to finish my background stories, at some point around like 2000 or something, I guess, I don't even remember like the impetus for this, but at some point I just kind of stopped collecting hockey cards. Like I remember I was obsessed with Daniel Alfredson. I had all of his rookie cards. Those are around like 95, 96. And I still collected for a few years after that. But then around 2000, like I just look at my collection now, like sort of stops. Like I don't have any cards like after 2000. So I guess maybe I got into like dating or something. Like I don't even know. I just like <laughs> lost interest. And uh, yeah. And so my collection's over. Uh, and I believe at the time I used to look into how much that Gretzky card was worth. And I, I remember having the impression that it wasn't worth that much, like a hundred, two hundred dollars $200, you know, and that, and then when you messaged us on the discord being like, who's into hockey cards, I started looking, I was like, I have this one card. I'm curious to know what it's worth. And now to see it's gone up again. So I guess there's like this new boom of hockey card collecting. And all of a sudden all these old cards, except for the ones that I collected, unfortunately, like from the nineties, <laughs> because everyone was collecting those. But it is interesting that like th- these older cards got, got to come along with the boom, like along with like McDavid and, and Crosby and whoever, and Ovechkin. Also, I guess Wayne Gretzky came for the ride. Yeah. Yeah. If you ended up having the right cards, it's a big deal. Um, but there's so many older cards that just 
just weren't a big deal or aren't a big deal. And I find it really interesting how that gets decided, quote unquote decided, because it really is just, it's the people that decide, like no one's out there setting prices. Um, like the masses decided that like one yogurt is, is more valuable than another. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, that's kind of changed as you say, like these days it's young guns, back then like it didn't even necessarily say that it was a rookie on the card yeah you just have like, to know yeah. sometimes the card would say rookie but it wouldn't be the rookie card because they would have had because you know like <laughs> upper deck would have like you know hot rookies or something as like part of the set but right. then like it happened to be the year before they had like world junior championship cards in the set and then that player happened to be there i think that's the case with felix potvin i have a potvin right. rookie that it's like some world junior championship card and it's i think it's 9091 upper deck but his 9192 upper deck rookie card or card says rookie on it. it's not his official rookie card. Uh, that's so tricky i know yeah now it's easier um so yeah, like for me, I mean, first of all, I have I have two stories to tell. So the first one is like I was the same same kid with binder of hockey cards. You know, you take them all out, you reorganize them in whatever way by team, by player, by like who knows, uh, and you just spend like all day with your cards on the floor, uh, and you know all the players even though you've never seen them play because you can't even stay up that late, <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, I loved it. I don't even remember where I got all these cards, um, <laughs> except for one. Like, I, I do remember we went to an auction at my local school, and, you know, I, w- I went with my parents, and I was probably pretty bored, uh, but there was a box of hockey cards, and I was, like, begging my mom, like, please, I need this box of hockey cards, like, badly, like, really wanted it. Do you remember what it was? Uh, no, I don't remember what it was. I know there was Gretzky's in it. Um, and I remember we're bidding on this and there's like some, what I thought at the time was an old guy. It was probably like a guy my age now, right? but, uh, and he's bidding us up and my mom is like, I don't think we can bid anymore. Right. Cause it's starting to get like actually expensive. She's like, this is, this is just hockey cards. Um, but we ended up winning the bid. Like we bid this guy up and this guy's like giving me dirty looks. I'm like, I don't know how old, like 10, uh, but I was stoked to get this box of cards, right? And you open it up, and I remember there's, like, uh, Gretzky's in there, like, all these old cards. I don't know if they're cool Gretzky's or not. Um, I just like the players, and I like the cards. Um, so from my perspective, I wasn't, like, as in, like, I didn't even know what Beckett was. Uh, I just like these hockey cards. And then, yeah, the story that I was kind of alluding to when you were talking about parents throwing out your cards is uh, we had a garage sale one day. And my mom, like, puts me in control, right, of, like, selling everything. And so I'm, like, stoked. I'm, like, we, I'm, we're we having a garage sale. I'm the money man. I'm setting prices. I'm selling stuff. And uh, a guy shows up and is, like, hey, do you have any cards? And I didn't even have them out. But I was, like, yeah, I'll go, I'll go find my cards. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. And then so, like, I have my binder of cards. And he's, like, obviously very interested because, again, this is an older guy that, like, probably knows what he's talking about with cards. And I was older at this point so like beyond my hockey cards years and so you know he's offering me i don't even i think it was like 15 bucks and i was like oh nice i'll take your 15 dollars 100 percent and like <laughs> do you know like do you have any memory of like what you gave up well maybe it's better that way to not know i mean like so 
I, I remember there were Gretzky's and I remember yeah. there was stuff, but I have you no know, notion. If it, yeah, if and, you're talking yeah. like 91, 92 pro set, that was like the worst set ever. So if it was like a bunch right. of Gretzky's of that, it's not worth anything. So hopefully, it was right? Bad. Yeah. So there's, I mean, there's a total chance that I gave away nothing, and you know, or like you know, five dollar card, like no big deal. But who knows? I have no idea. Yeah. Um, but you know, like I've never forgotten that because I'm like, I missed them afterwards, right? I was like, why did I do that? That was so dumb. Like fifteen dollars or whatever. Like, wh- what are you doing? Um, and so I've I've gotten some like older cards recently just to like look at them and like see what's going on and like some of them i'm like oh i kind of recognize the style of that card from my youth um but i don't remember what cards i had okay well, that's a, that's cool it's, a, it's like an origin story here it almost like sounds like you're going to become a super villain one day and like you know you're going to go a vigilante against anyone that's trying to rip off kids so maybe like an anti-hero type of character <laughs> yeah well like i can i think about that actually and i think like I go to garage sales once in a while now and like I'm looking for cards on the internet or whatever. Um, but if I was going to buy cards from like a 10 year old, like I feel like I'd look at it differently now. Right. And like if I was like going through and saw like a rookie Gretzky, like I'm not going to give this kid 20 bucks. Like, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. You want to be like doing business with uh, someone who knows what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And probably their parents are very educated these days. You can Google everything, but... Yeah, okay, yeah. interesting interesting story for sure. I'm going to assume you didn't give away anything good, just because it will be too sad otherwise. That's what we're going to go with. That's what we're going to go with. Okay, so that's our origin. I guess we had some other fun questions here. There's a lot of interesting stuff in the chat, by the way, uh, including Pakyu saying he has a collection that's worth over $300,000. So I guess that's, that's like a tough thing. It's like, at one point, you just say, I'm just going to cut bait here, sell everything, because you never know when the whole industry is going to go bust again, like it did, I guess, around n- the mid-90s or 2000, when I stopped uh, collecting. And then, you know, that's not worth 300000 Maybe it's only worth 50000 But at the same time, obviously, it could still go up. But that's... Uh, right. Well, I think, I think like, in Ricky's case, Puck you, um, he's been collecting and investing and trading for so long that, like, he rode the, the dip because mm-hmm. it, it died for a bit. And now it's gone back up, right? And um, if you believe that that's kind of the, the trend that will always happen, it'll kind of go up and down, then it's not... It's not like it would ever go to zero. Yeah, that's true. And plus, like, I guess what we're going to try to talk about on this podcast over the, you know, series of episodes is like, I think we're going to be buying and selling, right? We're going to be trying to sell cards when we think that it's at a good price and we're going to buy them when we think they're low. So I guess you can sort of have a collection that's worth a lot, but also not be just like sitting on it like, you know, I did as a kid or like you did the opposite of as a kid. I guess like we should probably start wrapping up. I guess we had some other sort of get to know us questions like... uh, what's your favorite card? Like, what's your favorite team? You want to just give a little background of like, who, what are you into? Like, what team do you like? And like, what players do you like? Or, uh, you know, who do you want? Whose card do you want that you don't have? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm a big Oilers fan. Um, I think that in general, like I'm a hockey fan, so I, I love a lot of players as well. Um, like I just like to watch good hockey. So, uh, like I have here, um, I brought over my, my Braden point and, uh, who, by the way, just scored. Did he? I'm not, I'm not, I haven't been watching. Um, yeah. So this is my, a Braden point card that, uh, 
like right now, this is my my most exciting card because Braden Point is just crushing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's exciting to watch. And he kind of like was an underdog, um, so that's kind of a cool one that I have around. And uh, it's it's interesting, like when the off season comes around, like what am I going to be thinking? Um, someone that is on the Oilers that I'm also interested in is Yamamoto. Because his cards still haven't spiked, even though he had a very good finish to the season. And he could be a guy that's like Braden Point, right? He just, like, all of a sudden is like, oh, is this guy as good as Dreisaitl? Like, maybe that's a bit of a stretch, but, like, do we start talking about him in that way? And And obviously the Oilers have the team that, if they get it together, could go far year after year. And so does that card make a good investment for the next five years? You know, that that's when my fantasy hockey brain jumps in. And I'll need you to tell me if these are, like, useful insights or not. Like, I would say that Yamamoto had a high shooting percentage on this run. And also, he got some power play time due to an injury to, I believe, Connor McDavid. Yep. And also, that got him onto the top line playing with Dreisaitl and RNH, which did hold for a bit afterwards. But I feel like there's a lot of reasons to think that maybe what he did wasn't sustainable at the end of last year but at the same time he's young so you could also think that like he's just going to get better regardless and he was a first round pick for a reason so he's an interesting guy and like yeah you have to wonder i guess that's the bet you make like i'm a little bit wary of yamamoto but still if we're talking about you know maybe i wouldn't if i was playing fantasy like trade you know patrick kane for him but you know if i could buy his hockey card for 12 bucks then then sure what's yeah not a big cost in that in that way if you assume that you have a a unlimited source of money, which obviously you don't. We should talk a little bit more about that at one point. But it kind of puts all the players on the same playing field, right? Because you, what you're really talking about is, are they going to increase in value or decrease? It doesn't matter if it's a $5 card or a $50 card. Mm-hmm. You're not not so much... like Because in fantasy, like it's a little different. It's like, will this player be successful like this year? Well, you could play in a dynasty league, and then you're caring about really long term. True. True. But even still, there's some players that are really useful in fantasy that maybe won't be as valuable in hockey cars just because they're maybe in a bad market. You know, like mm. so, like Clayton Keller. Maybe yeah. even if he gets 70 points, maybe his card won't be worth so much. But yeah, so that's going to be a fun topic. Uh, okay, so you're an Oilers fan. I actually have sort of myself become like not a fan of any team and it's a bit of a problem for me. Like I used to be a huge <laughs> Sens fan as a kid. Right. And then like the more I got into fantasy hockey, I like I'm just so obsessed with winning my leagues that like mm. I just don't care about how any team does. I care about my team, you know? Like I'm my, my team is my favorite team <laughs> and I want to win like my league. And so whoever I have on my team, those are my favorite players. But uh so yeah, I, I obviously I live in Toronto and I just like the idea of the Leafs doing well because when you're not in COVID times, it's fun to go to bars and like high five people when you're when the team is doing well and like just having these yeah. fun hangouts, just like when the Raptors went far. So I guess I cheer for them. I have a friend who's a Habs fan, so I've been watching some Habs games with him and like it was fun following the Canucks in this playoffs because they had a pretty good run up to Game Seven against Vegas. So I guess those are like kind of my favorite teams, definitely in terms of like players. Eric Carlson has always been, like, my guy. I love Eric Carlson. Now is actually an interesting time. I thought I could get his hockey card pretty cheap. It's actually still selling for a lot, even though he's had a couple down years. And I think he might have a bounce back in him, depending on his health. So <laughs> I'm looking to get an Eric Carlson card at some point. I think you have to. 
Yeah, I think I just have to. It's just like so much. It's like they're going for like sixty plus dollars, and at that point, it's like mm. I should buy a Braden Point who has like this chance to really surge. Though Carlson right. could end up making the Hall of Fame one day. Maybe that will be a good time for him to. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be an interesting one when he retires. Like, if he doesn't win a cup, is is he worthy? Hmm. Well, I, I don't. I don't like that. Like, but I, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but I'm not the one who like decides, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, I feel like there's like Joe Thornton. What doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame because he didn't win a cup? Like, he was good enough. Like Martin Jones couldn't stop the puck, and that probably was a big part of Joe yeah. Thornton not winning the cup a couple years ago. So, anyway, yeah, I agree. Yeah, but but definitely the hype. That's the thing about these hockey card values, right? It's all about the hype and how, like if these players are buzz. Like, Pat, uh, what's his name? Ayers. D- David Ayers. Yeah, David Ayers. His card is like selling for a lot right now. There's no chance that in like 20 years, this David Ayers card is going to be selling for $50 on eBay. No one will even know who he is. It was just a really fun story this year. If you have a, yeah. anyone listening, if you have a David Ayers card right now, <laughs> sell it. Sell. Sell right now. <laughs> he's going to yeah. be forgotten. Yeah. Well, and he's also a Canes player. Uh, so, like, well, sort of. Like, he's the Zamboni driver in Toronto, but he's a Canes player. Um, Actually, that brings up one card that I really want just because, actually for no good reason, is the Gritty Young Guns. <laughs> yeah, like, well, Gritty, it's I think so Gritty's, cool. yeah, Gritty's going to be remembered <laughs> a lot longer than David Ayers. Like, I yeah. think Gritty's like the coolest mascot maybe ever. Like, he got mentioned on John Oliver, uh, you know, like as soon as he came out, like people love Gritty. So I think that's, that's not too bad. No, no. And he's a Flyers player. Uh, so like, well, player. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and like the mascot, unlike players, kind of lives forever. Yeah, and right. Keep like getting you just better. Re- replace it with a new person inside. I guess. Who knows if Gritty still has his best years ahead? Like maybe he'll do something really shocking at some point and get back in the news, and that'll be a good time. So like that's a whole other crazy thing. I guess this is like investing in companies at some point, right? Like you have to. But anyways, yeah. I, well, I feel like we could just yeah we could just talk about so much. I want to keep going, but I also oh, I kind of had right. this. I had this idea <laughs> that we should keep this show short uh, so that, you know, like maybe new people that come across the podcast aren't going to be like, I'm not going to listen to a three hour hockey card podcast episode one. So I wonder if we should start wrapping up. Though I feel bad. I, I'm having a good time, but we can always just do another one. Pretty we soon. can always do another one. Yeah, I think under an hour is definitely a good a good mark to hit. Yeah, but I will mention one player I'm interested in, in investing right now. You mentioned Gritty as yours. I don't know if that's your official one. The guy that I'm like really like, I feel like I want to buy it, even though you were saying that he might already be too high. But Elias Pettersson is really jumping out at me as like, yeah, his card is selling for like $100 on eBay auctions right now, his Young Guns card. But Also, I don't see why he can't be, like, a top five player in the league for the next, like, ten years and be at the level of a dry sidle or whatever, you know? So it's just, like, I I still want to get it. Like, I just don't think it's going to go down. I think it'll go up. Yeah, I think, well, so my thought on Pedersen is, like, he, his value isn't, like, crazy, but he might still go down before the season starts because the hype is still kind of remembered from when he destroyed in the playoffs. Right. So, you know, maybe in two weeks, three weeks, he'll get a better deal. Um, Good point. Okay, yeah, that's, that's but smart. If, but if you believe that he's, like, at even, like, a 75% McDavid level, like, his cards are going to go up by a lot. Um, and, I, like, I, I would never tell you that Pedersen is a bad guy to invest in. And and the other thing that's interesting with hockey cards is like if you're investing in a guy like Pedersen at least, 
his value could go down, but it's like not, it's never going to go to zero, right? Like he's still Pedersen. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess if he like had a career-ending en- injury, I don't know what would happen, but like that's the only thing I can think of that would make him zero. Yeah, pl- I just feel like at some point, hopefully, unless he has some bad luck like a Thornton. Like, maybe he gets a cup at some point. Maybe he wins an Art Ross at some point. Like, if, you know, McDavid maybe misses some time one season or for whatever reason, uh, yeah. like, Pedersen ends up getting a shot. And, like, it just seems like his best times are ahead. Which would you expect from, like, a 21, 22-year-old, whatever he is. So, yeah. I think he's younger. I think he's, like, 20. So, I would He's super young. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a really interesting one. Um, and I actually... Yeah. I have one. So, I'm not as... And I'm not as, like... I'm like, fine. <laughs> All right, well, if you think that it's going to go down in a little bit, then you could sell me yours for, I'll give you $90, and then uh, yeah. you can maybe get them for 70 a couple of months from now. I'm going to have to politely decline, um, <laughs> but mo- but not because I don't want to sell it for that. It's because I want to get it graded. Oh, um, smart. Because that's, I, I don't know, it's just a sweet card. I think we um, definitely need to, in an early episode, we need to talk about grading. We need to do a whole show about grading because that's the big question. So again, I'll, I'll ask a question and leave it kind of unanswered maybe, <laughs> but it's like, you have a card. I actually have a Kucherov Young Guns that I just bought recently off of Kijiji, and it looks like it's in good shape to me. Maybe I could go grab it next time you're well, talking. Well, I, I have a couple cards too that I think, I don't know if you can see me right now. Oh, Headman's. So this is Headman and this is Ben. They're so like, this is uh, in the exact same position almost. <laughs> like The same position, same year. Uh, which I, f- I find is really interesting. Um, if you would have and- held it farther back, I wouldn't have been able to tell which one was Hedman and which one was Ben. <laughs> yeah, and, and like both could be the first person to lift the Stanley Cup this year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but as you can see, these are ungraded. And I've, like I've already bought them for less than what they're selling. Um, but what do I do with these? Do I like put them on auction like tonight? Or do I send them into PSA? And wait, like, however friggin' long it takes. Yeah, maybe can you um, give the background there? Like, this is, like, to get the card graded, and again, to give, like, full background. Like, if you just go mm-hmm. on eBay right now, the same card ungraded that looks like it's mint condition, and yeah. then a card that's, like, yeah, like you know, like those, or, like, a graded 9.5 or even 9 on PSA is going to be selling for so much more. So, like, yeah. you would think it's a no-brainer to just go get your card graded, but right. the cost of it is, like, A, you have to actually spend money. I think it's, like, $10, $15 per card maybe more depending on how many you send and you have to wait you were telling me that right now they have a backlog and like we might be talking months before you get your card back yeah yeah so i mean like so these guys yeah they look like they're in good condition they're both going or sorry i I bought them for i think like maybe 50 total so i think 30 and 20 um and they're both going for 15 to 20 dollars more than that today uh like this Mm-hmm. But each one is over a hundred easily if you get it if you get it graded and you get a good grade, of course, uh, right? Um, but yeah, as you say, it costs a, like probably ten, fifteen bucks to get graded, uh, and it can be months to get back. You can pay more to get it really quickly, but like, come on. Um, and so yeah, there's kind of like there's this math problem that's like. What do I do? And also, is there a time where these guys are going to be as valuable again as they are today? Because if you go, if you get them graded, it's going to be however long um, before they come back. And then 
Yeah, by the time they come back, there might have been like some cool free agent signings, right. like some big trades. Like people aren't thinking about. You know, I feel like head. I feel like they're also two different guys. Like, like Jamie Ben was like his card. I'd imagine was not worth a lot. Like at the end, like when COVID started, you know, and the season got paused. He's coming off a terrible regular season, his worst ever. Like he's clearly seemed like I think we were talking about him on Keeping Carlson. Like this guy's kind of done in terms of being a viable guy in fantasy. And then we actually did an interview with Sean Shapiro, who's the beat writer for Dallas. And he it was interesting. He really called it. Uh, he was saying, though, I guess a lot of our beat writers called a lot of things. and Most of them weren't true. So maybe it's just bound to happen that everyone's talking positively about their players. But he said that like Jamie Ben's the type of player that if he could have some rest and only play like part time, he might still be able to be really effective. But just the grind of a full season, the way he plays and the all the injuries and whatever he's had. Anyways, long story short, things worked out really well. All of a sudden, Ben goes from maybe his lowest value, at least in terms of yeah. fantasy, I guess. I don't know about in terms of hockey cards, but now no, he's same. probably at... Yeah, and now he's at his highest value. He's, like, leading the stars in points on this playoff. Or maybe he's behind Haskinen. But, you know, like, uh, yeah. he's, he's among the top in points on the team. And like you say, now he might win the cup for his first time. So, yeah, like, I would feel like you should sell him now because I don't think next year he's going to f- continue what he's doing in these playoffs. I think he's more likely to just go back to what he did last season. But then yeah. again, I don't know because I'm just getting into this, right? And this is something we'll learn as we do this podcast uh, and keep following this industry. But like, will, if he, let's say, wins the con smite, like, let's say the best case scenario, like he just gets a hat trick in every game for the rest of the playoffs <laughs> and like he wins the con smite, he holds the cup and like everyone's loving him. And then let's say next year he's like, you know, just back to how he was last year. Does his card value go down or does he sustain what he has now because he did it? Like, he won the cup. He had that great playoffs. Like, I don't know. Well, from what I've seen, his card value will go back down, but maybe not to where it was. Um, But for me, the big question with Ben, like, the reason not to sell him, like, now-ish, is, like, if he's going to make the Hall of Fame, right? So I think you pointed out to me that he's got an Art Ross. He's got... World Junior Championship, he's got Olympic gold. If he gets a cup and a con Smythe, he's probably got a handful of other random uh, trophies that I don't know about. Like, does that make him Hall of Fame worthy? He doesn't have a ton of points. Like, I don't know if he'll hit a thousand in his career, but that's kind of like, that's probably the next big thing for him unless they happen to win another cup. Well, let me ask you a question then, Ryan. Like, this year, Drew McGinla and Marion Hosa are kind of, like, lead the class of yeah. people getting inducted into the Hall of Fame. Did their cards go up when that announced? Or you probably didn't collect at that point. I wasn't paying attention at that point, um, so I don't know. Uh, I, I only know from watching another uh, content creator in other sports who talked about how their cards went up in value like the day they got announced and the day after. And then that was kind of it. So if you sold them in that like two or three day window, you were at like the peak and then they went back down to like reality. So what happens if you're like, you save your Jamie Ben card for this hall of fame announcement. And then like 15 years from now, he <laughs> gets the call for the hall of fame, but you happen to be on vacation during that time, oh my God. like camping or something <laughs> without internet. And then you miss, you miss it. And it's like, you held it all that time. Just, but still, if he's a hall of famer, then probably it won't go back down too far, but I don't know if he is. Yeah. So it's a tricky question. I don't, obviously we don't have answers right now and this will be the yeah. kind of thing. Maybe we'll have some lessons learned. It'll be fun to do this long enough to actually learn some lessons and have some like, man, I can't believe we said that you should buy this card. Or, I can't believe I sold this card. <laughs> It'll be fun. Yeah, I I think uh, definitely learning from mistakes is going to be a big topic to 
to talk about in like even two months, six months, a year from now. Um, I've already, I feel like I've made some mistakes that I've, like, as soon as you said, like, uh, hockey cards are cool, and I looked into it, I got super excited, and I bid $5 on a Jack Campbell Young Guns, (laughs) I thought to myself, like, oh, Jack Campbell, for sure, because, like, you know, what if uh, Frederick Anderson gets injured, he's in a big market, next thing you know, Jack Campbell's a starting goalie on the Leafs, and, you know, I was, like, getting all excited, and then I saw five, I was like, $5 is nothing, I have $5 in my pocket, and so I got his bid, and the next thing I knew, I won the auction, because no one else bid, because no one else wants this card, and for this much money anyways, and then all of a sudden I got hit with the shipping cost, and now all of a sudden it was like $9, and then I'm realizing now I could have totally gotten this card for a lot cheaper. I just got really excited. I didn't even search to see how much I could have gotten it from, and you know, maybe one day he'll be worth 20 25 and I'll definitely sell as soon as I get the opportunity, as soon as he gets a shutout and leaves fans go crazy, but... Hey, uh, maybe. Yeah, or maybe I won't. Maybe that'll be my second mistake, but I don't know. Like I feel like it's tough not to get swept up, right? And also eBay is so good, like you were saying, at like really teasing you and being like, you know, you were willing to spend four, now it's at four fifty. Don't you just want to spend mm. five? And but that's yeah. going to be actually another lesson. Uh, again, rambling, but like, <laughs> should I even care about like maybe we are gonna the lesson at the end of this will be like, don't even worry about these four or five dollar auctions. If you want the card, get it for six dollars. Like, what's the big deal? And maybe also it's like, this is like small potatoes and we should be talking about, should I buy Kale McCarr right now? Hmm. You know, so. Yeah, well, I think I think we should have kind of a, maybe an investment episode, I'll call it, where we talk about, because I think you can get into it at different levels, right? If you're a guy that has, or a girl that has $100 to spend, then, you know, you can make $1 or $5 cards go a long way and your collection becomes pretty big. If you're um, looking to to have a really big collection with like a bunch of Macars and Pedersons, you obviously need a bigger budget. But I think you can get into it com- kind of at not not any level. Like if you have ten bucks, you you can only invest in like one or two players, really. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think it's interesting that like there's different levels, and then there's like Gretzky and Crosby, like. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we'll do an investment episode. Okay, well, and also, by the way, if you've been listening to this, if you've been enjoying it, and you have ideas of what you want us to talk about, like, yes. again, just let us know what you want us to do. And we're just gonna keep recording these episodes, I think once a week is the plan. Or I don't know, maybe if we get the itch more often, I guess we can do whatever <laughs> we want. There's no rules. There's um, no but, rules. <laughs> but I like the once a week. <laughs> yeah, I think that makes sense. Uh, maybe if there's an emergency, like wh- like if the cup is won on a day and like we see cards spiking, maybe we have to do an emergency episode and be like, oh. everyone, like this is happening right now. But we won't have a lot of listeners at that, but maybe next year's cup. But anyway, what I was going to say, maybe to wrap up, is when you talked about having a $100 budget, maybe that's a good time to mention this game that we're yeah. planning to organize. So we have a... I think this is like a pretty crazy, but maybe also unique fun idea, especially now that the hockey season is ending and, you know, fantasy hockey season has been over for a while now. So Ryan and I were thinking of starting a fantasy hockey cards league kind of thing. And I'll just give you the basic gist and maybe we can talk about it more in the future. We've made a whole rules doc also, but basically everyone's going to have a budget of $100, which is your own budget, right? You like fund yourself. Uh, but we're going to have a, a spreadsheet and anyone who's participating, you like register, you know, I'm in, you know, like every, we'll have a deadline. Now we have like 10 people playing the game. And then anytime any of us buy a card off of eBay or something, you know, you uh, like put it on the spreadsheet that I bought, I bought the Adam Fox young guns. I spent $12 and then 
uh, if you sell it at some point, you know, then you maybe made a profit and we, we're going to track all of that. And at the end of the year, we'll see who can make the most money in a year or whatever the time span is that we decided. Maybe you don't have to sell all your cards, but, you know, we could just no. go by at the end of the year the the value of each card based on, like, what it's recently selling for on eBay or something. So it'll be a way to sort of play fantasy. You're buying, you're selling. We could also, like, trade with each other, theoretically, if I want to. That's my favorite part. Yeah. We could trade. Like, and I guess we could also trade, like, sell to each other, right? Sure. And we have some ideas to make it, like, easier for people. One great thing that Ryan offered is he's willing... and he, I, I'll vouch for him as someone I've never met, but it seems like a cool guy. Uh, he's offering like, we could just all buy our cards and like have them sent to him, you know? And then like at the end of the, you know, the end of the whole thing, he'll like, you know, ship everyone their cards, you know, assuming we all pay for our shipping, like send them our shipping. <laughs> but like, you know, so like if you, if so I could just like buy a bunch of cards, they'll all be shipped to Ryan. Then if I want to sell one, he's even willing, he's offering that he's going to be the one to go drive the card to the post office or whatever, and just tell you what you owe him and you'll send him money or whatever. So uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. That's just like we're gonna have this game kind of organized by ryan and if you just have a hundred dollars you could go and we'll have a prize at the end right like maybe we could say everyone also puts in we'll come up with like the specifics maybe we'll each put in twenty dollars and then if like 20 of us are playing then we have four hundred dollars maybe the winner gets a Pedersen graded rookie or something you know something really cool yeah prize whoever can make the most money so it's a idea in progress maybe let's make a hyperlink for that oh i have a domain now so I think I could find ah. Okay, so nearminthockey.com slash game, okay? Okay, let's do that. that. Yeah, yeah, and I, like, I'm excited about that because it'll help kind of drive people to get involved. Um, if people kind of want a first taste of buying and selling hockey cards, uh, they've got this, like, platform to do it. There'll be a community. People will be talking about it. You can watch what other people are doing. Um mm-hmm. And then we can talk about it, right? We can say, oh, like, big trade in the in the Definitely. league. Or just um, anytime anyone buys anything, right? I feel like right. each episode we should look at the spreadsheet and see what's the activity yeah. this week. Oh, Ricky yeah. sold this card for $50. Yeah. Do you think that was a smart move or do you think he should have held on? Like, I think it'll be a lot of fun. So, uh, yeah. again... Like, just kind of read the show notes wherever you saw it. We're going to, like, get all our socials up and everything. <laughs> we'll have more, like, clear links to provide next week. But uh, we got nearminthockey.com slash game to find the rules to this thing. Uh, follow us on Twitter at nearminthockey. Oh, yeah, because the podcast is called the Near Mint Hockey Card Podcast, in case you didn't That's catch That's the that. one. Instagram, too. I made an Instagram. Although, yeah. as you, same as your Twitter account, there's no content or profile picture or anything. But so, it's yeah, coming. So we'll, work on, we'll work on that, right? And... Uh, yeah, I hope that you like this podcast. So tweet at us or email us nearmintaki at gmail.com. Co- yeah. Comment on this uh, Twitch channel. However you listen to it, figure it out, okay? Figure out a way <laughs> to contact us and let us know if you liked it because uh, we would like to know how we can make this a good podcast. And maybe one day this will be the, the very best hockey card podcast of all time. That's, that that's would the goal. be pretty cool. And uh, yeah, if you watch on Twitch, drop a follow too because we're going to go live every week. Or maybe some random times. Um, like, uh, the playoffs are going to end soon. Like, what are we going to do about that? Um, I mean, I'm going to have a lot. I, I feel like we already have, like, at least, like, 20 episodes worth of content that I want to get to. So <laughs> I, like, have I have no concerns about what we're going to talk about while the playoffs are over. That's for sure. Oh, no. I have tons to talk about. Um, and it sounds like through our chat here, we've already got at least one person interested in our fantasy hockey card league. Uh, and there's clamoring for opening some packs, so we'll probably have to do that at some point. Definitely. Kind of talk about opening packs. Yeah, yeah. we can talk about the whole 
you know, um, the money side of it, of like, is it worth it? Like, should I right. just buy my, should I just suck it up and buy the Pedersen Young Guns card for a hundred bucks? Or should I spend a hundred dollars on 18, 19 upper deck packs and just hope that I can get it and also some other good cards? So I guess we could work through the math of that. I have a feeling the answer is just to buy the card. But obviously, I feel like someone has to be buying these boxes and making a profit. Otherwise, how are these cards getting out into the world? Of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Somebody, like, not somebody, many people are opening these boxes, and some people are opening, like, so many boxes. Yeah. Uh, I guess another thing we can do at some point is start a, we can start a Discord. We got we got a lot of things that we can do. Take, oh, yeah. We do have, by the way, uh, if you don't mind, a little, if I could just throw a quick plug out there. Of course. That if you're plug into, away. If you're into fantasy hockey, or just into hockey, I think that we have a really good hockey podcast, even if you don't play... Uh, fantasy keeping carlson is the name of the podcast as in if you're in a keeper league and you have eric carlson it could also be as if you have an eric carlson young guns card and you've decided you're going to keep it for a while uh so we've actually got a fun discord for our patrons but if you go to keepingcarlson.com or whatever search for us on twitter uh chat chat with us there uh so yeah i'm elon this has been ryan and uh i'm looking forward to our next show i guess in a week from now yeah great first show And, uh, yeah, I can't wait to dig into, like, so many more players and cards and topics. Definitely. All right. And thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks for everyone who joined. See you later.